2: Let's head to our favorite Philly friend and go to the BetQL, uh, or excuse me, to get my phoenix.com guest line to bring in Joe Giglio. He's the host of BetQL Daily and also on WIP in Philadelphia.
1: The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2018. 2008- World Champions of Baseball! You want Philly food? Yeah, let's it. Philly special. Ready? And the game is oh. over! Oh.
0: The game is over! Oh. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions! Oh. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for
2: you! One pro balloon without? Yeah, probably without. without.
0: Yep. And uh, one with. Is... Getting Get Philly with Joe Gilio.
2: All right, Joe. So we have a big question to ask you on this Thursday morning. We were just talking about this Eagles and Cowboys game, the line where the Eagles are getting four and a half points. So, judging by the line, one would think that Jalen Hurts is not playing in this one. But what's the absolute latest on Jalen Hurts?
1: Yeah, so I, my if I had to guess right now, I would say Jalen Hurts does not play in this game. I think the line is, is telling us that, and he did not practice yesterday and in, in the first time they were out there on the field uh, you know, since, since Sunday. But I, I will say the Eagles have kind of left the door open a little bit uh, for him to play on Sunday. They haven't come close to ruling him out, even with their words and uh, the way they describe things in, um, in these press conferences. And, and I think that guy said the Josh Allen week earlier this year, where Josh Allen hurt his elbow against the Jets, and it was the line was telling us he probably wasn't going to play against Minnesota. He didn't really practice that week, and then Sunday rolled around, and he was out there against them. So, you know, once in a while, if it's one of these kind of sprains where it's not a significant injury, but obviously the player's banged up, they surprise us sometimes. So I, I would not rule out that Jalen Hurts could play on, on Saturday.
0: Joji, I don't know if I asked you this, but what was your take on Micah Parsons going on Von Miller's podcast a couple of weeks ago and essentially saying, "Oh, it, it, it's it's the team and the scheme, the Eagles' success this season is less about Jalen Hurts and more about just the roster and sort of the framework they have in place."
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think any time you have a quarterback playing at an MVP level, it, it'd be silly to assume there was no one around him. I mean, look at these other quarterbacks, right? Like, there's there's always players around MVP caliber quarterbacks. Now, there's different levels of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the fact that he brought it up, I, I took as a sign he didn't put Hurts in the class with those other guys. Uh, that, that's And he, they were kind of laughing and giggling during it. Like, it just felt to me like he didn't think Hurts was in that class. And, Jake's the interesting part now, if Hurts does not play for the first yeah. time against now Micah Parsons, we get to separate the chicken you know, from the egg, right? Like we, we get to figure out a little bit. It's only one game sample, but a little bit of, of what this is, right? If, 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 if it's Gardner Mitchell on, on Saturday and he lights up the Cowboys and Micah Parsons, well, then Micah Parsons probably loses the game, but he, maybe he was right, right? And if it's the other side, if Gardner Mitchell struggles, uh, I think a lot of people will say, well, see, this is why Jalen Hurst is the MVP. So I, I did take it as a sign. He put him in the, in the same class as other quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, the way he said it kind of seemed condescending, but there is a compliment in there somewhere saying this is a great Eagles team top to bottom. And that's where I'm kind of thinking when you're looking at this many points for an Eagles team that still has a great defense, uh, an incredible offensive line where I think just about all of them were named to the pro bowl and you still have all those weapons on the receiving core. So if it is Gardner Minshew, are you still taking the points with the Eagles?
1: Yeah, I took it at six. I I figured, you know, if Hurts plays, it's a gift. If he doesn't, it's a lot of points the way you're thinking about it, Chelsea. And the other part of uh, of the equation here is are the Cowboys not playing very well right now, right? If this was three weeks ago and it's the Eagles with Minshew against a red-hot Cowboys team that was just playing great football, it's like, "Ah, I don't know. They might get the doors blown off in this this spot here. But does it feel like that? Dallas' defense has gone the wrong way the last couple weeks. And their offense, although they're moving the ball and although there's some points on the board, boy, the, the turnovers are piling up. Dak Prescott has the highest interception percentage in the NFL against the defense in the Eagles that, you know, has the most takeaways and has the most sacks. So you could see this being a game where mistakes decide it. and if Dak throws a pick or two, the Eagles would end up inside the number, even if it is there. So, yeah, I took the points at six. Now it's interesting that we're, we're coming back towards four and a half because it, it does feel like maybe this is the right number all things considered.
0: We're talking with Joe Giglio, co-host of BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. And, of course, you can check him out evenings on WIP in Philadelphia. Joe G, interesting matchup tonight in the Meadowlands between the Jets and the Jags, the Jets' small favorites here. And I think you can make a case for the Jets based on the fact it's going to be cold, the Jags are banged up, and that Jets' defense is still pretty salty. But you're also going to have to trust Zach Wilson here. Are you willing to do it?
1: no no I'm not I, I had I have a rule when, when, when bad quarterbacks are, are giving points I go the other way um and I know this was the dancing around once so we'll see where where it all ends up by the time the day continues at, at kickoff but now I mean last Sunday there there was a ton of these including Zach Wilson I think he was laying a point point and a half against the Lions Sam Darnold was laying three against the Steelers and I'm just like what what are we doing here give me the other side and a couple things on this one the weather is supposed to be pretty awful tonight so I think that could impact both sides. But but two, when it comes to the, the Jets side, I, I just think there's a lack of confidence right now around the quarterback situation, and it, it's kind of a shame for Jets fans because they had the opposite of that with Mike White out there. And then coaching-wise, you know, Robert Sala did a nice job with that defense, uh, you know, obviously in the last year or so turning it around. But I didn't like the way he coached late in that game. I thought his clock management was awful. and You get a much more experienced coach on the other side on a short week in Doug Peterson I like the Jaguars tonight and I think this Jaguars thing is this train's going to keep rolling until the postseason here.
2: Yeah, I really like the Jags uh, tonight as well. Weather's going to be a big topic this week as we're having like bone chilling temperatures across the east coast. But a lot of the times this is built into the number. We see some really low totals this week, including tonight, 37 and a half. So just how much does weather actually impact the outcomes of these games?
1: Yeah, I always look towards wind, guys, more than I do the cold, even the precipitation. It's wind. I, you know, that, that Eagles Bears game uh, on last past Sunday, the one with the Hurts hurt his shoulder, early in the game, the winds, and uh, it was cold, but the wind seemed like it was really affecting both quarterbacks. Hurts threw two early interceptions. Fields, who's not an accurate thrower at this point anyway, uh, was all over the place. And then it seemed like it settled down a little bit. And, and we almost got close to the number, even though it looked really low on the scoring early. So that's what I'm looking at this weekend. I, I know the the what the Browns Saints game was dancing around 32, which just feels like an Army Navy game, you know, not an NFL game. So I'll, I'll be looking at winds, you know, if the winds are significant, I'm I, I would either go to the under or just stay away. But if it's you know cold and bitter and snowy or whatever, but but the winds are not bad, like let's say Buffalo this this past Saturday with the uh, the Dolphins game that wasn't a terrible weather game. It was supposed to be what really wasn't. That I would look towards overs. You, you might get some free overs or some, you know, some easy overs uh, if, if these lines get too low.
0: Joji, wanted to ask you about NFL MVP. It, it's late in the season, so it's getting to the point where it's hard to maybe go up against Patrick Mahomes or go against him. I think he's at minus two seventy five. But would you still maybe take a flyer on Jalen Hurts at plus four fifty if, if perhaps he he only misses a week or doesn't miss this weekend, or is it just too late in the season?
1: No, I mean, yeah, if it plays out the way you said, I would take a flyer. Um, and it's interesting that the, that it, like we were just talking about the system or the player thing, it, it actually, a one week off, assuming he came back to play next week, Jenks, could actually, I think, help Jalen Hurts, at least in the, the narrative here, right? I mean, like, if he if he misses this week and they lose the game and they don't they don't lose the football and he comes back next week and they blow the Saints down and close to number one seed, everyone would say, see, look, I mean, he was the MVP. So that actually could help him. That actually could help him in a very weird way. The other guy I'd say I, I'm looking at maybe some value on, Jill Burrow at 6-1. to one. If the Bengals went win out and, and the Chiefs slip up once, the Bengals will be the number one seed in the AFC. I, I would not be shocked if Burrow puts himself right there at the end with Mahomes and Hurts.
2: All right, so I heard a rumor that you guys were high on Dan Campbell to still win Coach of the Year. Maybe that was just a rumor, but what is your take on um, Beakwell Daily uh, for Coach of the Year, do you think it's Nick Sirianni's award to lose, or do you think there's actually somebody else who could win this?
1: Yeah, I think it's Sirianni's award to lose. I, I know Joe O's been, been screaming and yelling about how the numbers gotten so short on Campbell because he thinks it is clearly Sirianni's award, um, you know, without question here. It's amazing though, guys. I mean, what four weeks ago Campbell was still two hundred to one in the marketplace, and now you know he's come down to the point where it's like he might win it. I mean, that, that's incredible if someone jumped on that. I of the, um, the Fed's the player of the year in the NBA last year. That was really a high number with a few weeks to go. And, you know, if you grabbed it, it's incredible. But one name I'll give you, and I don't think he's going to win, but I do think he deserves to be talked about just like we're talking about Sirianni or, or Campbell is Kyle Shanahan. If they end up with the two seed in the NFC on, on his third quarterback, I know he's got a great defense, but he's the head coach. He's in charge of it all. Uh, that, that's that's really incredible coaching by Kyle Shanahan to guide three different quarterbacks to a top two seed if we do get there.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of like what uh, Mike Rabel did last year, coached his team through injuries and still clinched a number one seed in the AFC. That was Joe Giglio joining us always with some great insight, host of the Beck QL, uh, daily, excuse me. And also WIP in Philadelphia. You can hear him every single weeknight. Joe, thanks for waking up with us.
1: You got it, guys. Have a Merry Christmas.
2: For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM.
1: Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.